The past week or so has had a few major developments, including updates to China's export control catalog, new regulations on trade secret protections, and a new China-led initiative on global data security. For this update and more, we're on the line with our director in Beijing. From the U.S.-China Business Council in Washington, D.C., I'm Ian Hutchinson, and this is the China Business Minute. Li Pei Zhang is our director in Beijing. Hi, Li Pei. Welcome back. Hello, Ian. All right. Can you tell us a little bit about the uh, revisions to China's export control catalog? I know that was something of a wrench in the works of the TikTok talks earlier. So maybe you could fill us in on, on what was in those and what their impact is. Ministry of Commerce and the Ministry of Science and Technology announced a revision to the catalog of technologies prohibited or restricted from export by China. Um, the catalog is part of China's export control regulatory framework. And the draft uh, MOFCOM released a call for a comment to the revised catalog in 2018. Uh, just to give a little bit of background about uh, this catalog. So actually the first ca- catalog was released in 2000, uh, t- 2001. And, and then it was revised in 2008. And after 12 years today, we see another revision again, uh, which reflects China's competitiveness in the technology development, as well as uh, with the intention in responding to the current concerning trend of technology export control worldwide, especially on the U.S. side. Um, Some restrictions are removed compared to the previous drafts. Some are added with a lot of focus on ICT sector, including telecommunication, dual-use technologies, cloud computing, etc. Uh, there are a few additions to the restricted list, which will now require lessons, and those include artific- artificial intelligence interaction, interface technology, personalized information feed service based on data analysis, cryptographic chip design, and also 3D printing technologies. So if we look at those uh, technologies that are uh, restricted right now, um, we can obviously see that the companies such as ByteDance, uh, which is the parent company of TikTok, and Dajiang uh, will be obviously impacted. Um, The catalog right now uh, only applies to the technology uh, refers to the refers to the relevant transfer from China to outside of China through uh, the approach of trade, investment, economic, and technology cooperation. Transfer can include uh, the assignment of patent rights or rights to apply for patent, licensing of rights to implement patent, assignment of technology know-how, and technology services. So who will actually review those transactions on the Chinese side then? So Provincial Commerce Department and local most will be responsible to review the application uh, for those license. And um, the, co- the companies must acquire a preliminary license approval before they can have substantive negotiation with, uh, with their business partner or sign uh, export contracts. Uh, these will certainly add uncertainties to the current deal for TikTok. So, but there are also other instruments that TikTok has to deal with. Uh, for instance, uh, uh, 
for anything uh, like merger or acquisition, they probably still have to go through China's M and A review as well, which、uh, which will be reviewed by Sarma Anti Monopoly Bureau. All right. So I think there were also some new regulations on trade secret protections, right? The State Administration for Market Regulation Sarma released the regulation draft on protecting trade secrets. And is currently、uh, collecting public comments until October 18th.、Um, this provides 40 days comment period, which is in line with the Phase One Agreement commitment.、Uh, it aims to replace the outdated regulation on prohibiting trade secret misappropriation, and the most recent update was back in 1998. And the new draft、uh, aims to serve as the implementation regulations for the clauses、uh, concerning trade secrets in the anti-unfair competition law, which was most recently updated,、uh, revised in 2019. It is important to note that it's been a long-term advocacy point for USBC to encourage Chinese government. To issue a separate set of legal regime to protect trade secrets beyond covering under the anti-unfair、uh, anti competition law, and we are glad to see Chinese government is making efforts towards that direction. Although,、um, to having a separate law for trade secrets might be a long-term goal, but at least we see more detailed measures from this draft. So, what are some of the details in that draft?、Uh, so, the draft actually refined the definition for trade secrets, and it covers three key components, including being unknown to the public,、uh, capability to bring economic benefits to the owners, and for which the owners have adopted confidentiality measures. It also specifies and expands the scope of acts that can be considered trade secrets misappropriation. It also listed six scenarios to define、um, the definition for serious circumstances which should be sanctioned,、uh, and those were、uh, originally vaguely defined in the、uh, anti-unfair competition law. The burden of、uh, proof also shifts to the accused party if the right holder provides preliminary evidence that are defined in the draft, and those are quite inconsistent with the Article 1.5 of the Phase One Agreements. So, in addition to the、uh, legislative updates,、uh, China is also making efforts to reassuring ch-、uh, China's economic recovery. And stabilizing foreign business confidence in China market, especially、uh, given the greater uncertainties、uh, in the、uh, externally. Yeah, they held a big services fair, right? So、um, China re- reassumed、uh, resumed its annual China International Fair for Trade in Services in Beijing as the first offline international event of this year. President Xi leveraged this platform to stress the significance of global trade in service. China will continue to work on a negativist system for managing cross-border service trade, further ease market access、uh, for the service sector, increase imports of quality services, and he also commit that China will work 
with other countries to enhance micro policy coordinations in the digital sector and set up intellectual property protection. He also advocates to work together to promote mutually beneficial cooperation. So following his speech, there are a number of new initiatives were also released by Beijing municipal government to further protect foreign investment, including cleaning up policies and rules that are against foreign investment law and to ensure equal treatment to protect fair competition in the areas of government procurement, standard setting, financial subsidies, industrial policies, science and technology policies, qualification licensing, registration, listing and financing. And Wang Yi also announced a China-led initiative on global data security there, yeah? Foreign Minister Wang Yi unveiled China's Global Data Security Initiative during an international seminar on a digital cooperation and development. This initiative is explicitly hoped to serve as a blueprint for formulating international data security rules and comes on the heels of the United States Clean Network Plan. The initiative actively promotes international collaboration on data security issues, non-discrimination against companies, and against the illegal collection of personal information by other nations. It is also important to note that in his comments announcing the initiative, Wang Yi stated that Chinese government has not and will not require Chinese companies abroad to provide overseas data in violation of other countries' laws. So I think we are clearly to see uh, those diplomatic or economic measures are actually quite in line with China's current economic interests, as well as tackling some of the global challenges that China is facing. Uh, Obviously, geopolitical risk is something that companies are assessing very closely, um, given all of the uncertainties. And we'll be always happy to hear companies' feedback about uh, the challenges they may face uh, or potential concerns um, in in near-term or long-term. And uh, we are also proactively engaging with our stakeholders in both the U.S. and China, and try to advocate a more stabilized uh, bilateral relationship. So um, this is all for uh, this week. Uh, uh, we'll talk to you in two weeks then. All right. Thanks for the wrap up, Li Pei. Always good to hear from you. Thank you. Again, Li Pei Zhang is our director in Beijing. China Business Minute is a production of the U.S. China Business Council, and you can learn more about the work that we do on our website at uschina.org. If you like the show, please leave us a rating and review. It will help other people find it. And as always, thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week.